Hello, everyone. This is a uh, Donneram monologue podcast. I am, as always, your host, Bo. And uh, today we'll be talking about video games like we always are. And uh, But first, before we talk about video games, I want to talk a little bit about nursing. Our sponsor, Ashley Luann, Ashley Luann K. On, uh, fi- you can find her on Instagram. We will provide a link to that. And uh, again, she uh, provides information cradle to grave on nursing. Um uh, there's information about the education. There's information about what you'll be doing as a nurse when you're working as a nurse. And uh, lifestyle, too, which I think is... Uh, th- my wife's been a nurse for five years, and she finds that aspect of it uh, the most interesting. So please check out Ashley Luann K on Instagram. Link's in the description of this video or podcast, whichever one you're listening to. And uh, so we're, we're coming to the point where I'm going to have to start playing more video games to do these monologues. So, uh, so, uh, let's see here. Oh, I should have looked this up before I started this. I'm, I apologize people. I know that, uh, your time is precious and I don't want to waste any on, uh, it looks like on May 31st, a very special episode of Xenogears will come out. It is our final episode of Xenogears and I've challenged our listeners 1000 likes on that. Oh, wait, we should specify 1000 downloads or 1000 likes. 1,000 downloads on the podcast. 1,000 downloads on the podcast. I will quit my job. I will walk up to my boss. Or 1,000 likes on the on YouTube. Hang on. Hang on. 1,000 likes on YouTube or 1,000 downloads on the podcast. I will quit my job. I will walk up to my boss at the place of my gainful employment. I will tell him that I will no longer work there. And I will stream Xenosaga 1, 2, and 3 for you guys. I, I will do that. And um, a lot of you are saying, Bo, why should I bother to download something just so you can you can do this? That doesn't sound like it's going to pay off. It costs you nothing to like a video. It costs you nothing to download a podcast. So hopefully uh, hopefully that's something you want to see. And honestly, I <laughs> guys, I would really like to do it. So uh, uh, May 31st, Sunday, May 31st, um, the Indy's not running. Indy 500's not running. So you got nothing better to do. Please download that. I, I will quit my job. And uh, it, let's you know what? Maybe you're late epic troll from the old uh, 4chan days and you like to harm people. My wife will leave me if I quit my job. So that that fuels your fire. Um, that Maybe that'll get you to... And if you're the kind of guy like, I don't want to ruin Bo's marriage, uh, don't worry, we'll work it out. But um, so uh, please, please do it. Now, if we get 1,000 downloads and 1,000 likes on YouTube... For the May, May 31st episode of Donneram, the finale of Xenogears, not only will I quit my job and play Xenogears 1, 2, and 3, I will uh, play Xenogears 1, 2, and 3 in complete cosplay. If we get 1,000 likes on the video and 1,000 downloads on the podcast for that specific one, I will be in complete uh, cosplay. And uh, who will I be cosplaying? YouTube, that's up to you. So, uh... The um, please not zero suit Samus. <laughs> so now it's gonna be zero suit Samus. Oh boy. Um, guys. Uh, anyway, I, I have to play more video games. I'm running out of things to talk about. So let's talk about the past. Uh, I, I um, Adam's constantly pestering me to come up with new subjects to do for the uh for the monologues here, and uh, I gotta admit I'm kind of running dry. But uh, one thing I thought of was um, console wars. 
console wars is kind of a dead uh, concept. Of course, people argue on Reddit and 4chan who's winning, but it's almost irrelevant because exclusivity on games is almost non-existent uh, nowadays. Uh, people who own a PlayStation uh, 4 and an Xbox One, there's not a, when they argue, it sounds silly. I mean, it really just does. But uh, it didn't always. And the fourth generation of uh, consoles actually uh, birthed the console war. Not a lot of people remember, uh, well, a lot of people remember that we're alive for it. The 90s, the great war between the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo. And today I just want to tell you which one was my favorite of the two and defend uh, that position. I'll also tell you which one I think objectively was better. But uh, doing one, uh, by the way, the reason we're not doing generation one through three is because that's silly. Um, generation one, obviously the Odyssey. Generation two, obviously the Atari 2600. And generation three, far and away the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, in fact, video games during generation three were Nintendo. If you were talking about video games, you were talking about Nintendo, plain and simple. Um, I don't know anyone that actually owned a Sega Master System. No one. Uh, Don, did you ever know someone that owned a Sega Master System? The uh, shut up, Adam. Um, but uh, so fourth generation, uh, there was a lot of game. You had the Turbo Graphics sixteen, I'm sure. But again, I don't know anyone that actually knew one. Did, did your friend own one of those? A Turbo Graphics? No, yeah, I didn't think so. But um, uh, Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. These were the two heavyweights going at each other at the time. I personally owned a Sega Genesis because I, I loved and still love Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, absolutely one of my uh, favorite game series of all time. So that's why I personally uh, owned one of those. Most of my friends had a Super Nintendo, though. And, of course, the Genesis version of Mortal Kombat was the one that had blood. So, uh, which, uh, funny story, I'm sure I've told you guys before. My mother didn't know if she wanted us to play Mortal Kombat or not because it was all over the news. It was sort of the uh, a big deal back in the 90s. And uh, we told her that it was okay because the Jennifer Genesis version didn't have blood. Of course, it had tons of blood. So um, we told her the Super Nintendo version had one. But uh, anyway, my personal favorite was the Genesis. I feel like the Genesis was the one that took risks. And uh, if you've noticed a pattern in the games I like, if you've noticed a pattern in the games uh, that we like collectively as Donnarum, it's the ones that are willing to take risks and be different than what everyone else is doing. And the Genesis had more of that, I feel, than the Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo had a lot of tried and true and did it incredibly. But the Genesis, I think, took more risks and their games had a lot more personality. And the Genesis kind of had, in the 90s, what uh, Nintendo has now, and that is its first party that makes it great. Uh, Third party was what made the Super Nintendo great. And, of course, Nintendo's first party was still killing it, but their third party was absolutely incredible. And Genesis didn't really have that. There wasn't a whole lot of third-party games on the Genesis that just struck out and were awesome. But first-party games are absolutely incredible. You had the Fantasy Stars, which are still some of the best JRPGs in the 90s. Uh, You had uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, which was just a very clever take on the platformer, very different platformer for the time. It was uh, it was a ton of fun. Of course, uh, you may have listened to my monologue about uh, the memory of me taking my first communion money and spending it on a Sega Genesis. Uh, so yeah, that was my favorite. But if I'm being honest with you, objectively speaking, the Super Nintendo was the best was the better system. And I think it's more important to explore that than it is for me to tell you why the Genesis was my favorite. Because of course. I've always felt that explaining why you love a video game can be a lot like explaining like you, why you like a type of food. If someone asks you why you like steak so much, there you go, explain that. You can't. You just like it. 
it's kind of the way it is with video games, in my opinion. But objectively speaking, the Super Nintendo was the best one. Uh, it had greater graphics capabilities. Uh, the sound the sound was incredible on a Super Nintendo compared to a Genesis. I don't think anyone will ever even attempt to argue that. And while the Super Nintendo didn't take as many risks, I think it showed us the future better. Uh, an excellent example of this is Final Fantasy VI, released in North America's Final Fantasy III. This game invented what we know as a JRPG today. Xenogears, Final Fantasy VII, uh, all these JRPGs that really took deep, mature stories and, and told them through the, uh, oh, that's weak. Because of where it is, you only got one coin. That's weak. Uh, Adam's playing Animal Crossing. But um, it, it that Final Fantasy VI is directly responsible for that. That was when, um, it, of course, it was the first Final Fantasy game not directed by Hironobu Sakaguchi. And, man, they went to town. I mean, they just absolutely... And, of course, uh, it featured two characters designed by the legendary Tetsuya Nomura. Uh, Shadow and Setzer were designed by him. Uh, very, very iconic for him too. Shadow, uh, a ninja who with a dark past, and uh, Setzer, a uh, gambler who um, who's betting borderlines on self harm. Uh, so there, there's that. There's that. Uh, Super Mario World, man, I don't think we understand how big of a leap Super Mario World was. You you had a world map, you saved your game, tons of secrets. To this day, I still find uh, people tell me about secrets on Super Mario World because I've never read anything about the game. I've always just played it. Uh, and um, The Legend of Zelda, uh, Link to the Past, still my favorite Zelda game of all time. I like it better than Ocarina. Uh, most people think that's insane, but I actually do like it better than Ocarina. It was uh, the last top-down view Zelda game that we had. Well, no, that's not true. We had uh, Link's Awakening on the Game Boy after that, but it was the last one on a major console until much later. And, uh, man, it's like the most Zelda one ever to me. The The Dark World, the the world before... It, it just... Stuff like that. It, it, the Super Nintendo revolution... The, and not really because of it was the Super Nintendo. It just happened to have games that revolutionized the way we told stories with video games. Uh, Mother 2, Earthbound in America. Um, that was uh, another game that... Uh, in fact, uh, Earthbound, I didn't know this, but uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, who created uh, South Park, cite Earthbound as an inspiration, as uh, as it involved children going on adventures that children have absolutely no business going on and wacky adventures. Uh, and that would show up later in uh, South Park, The Stick of Truth video game, uh, where they told... Uh, Obsidian, when Obsidian began working on it, they told them that uh, that was one of their favorite video games of all time. And, and that's, uh, I, I think the Super Nintendo just told us about the future more than the Sega Genesis did. I think the Sega Genesis was locked in making what was better, whereas the Super Nintendo was like, we're willing to look to the future. And, and again, I know that sounds like I'm contradicting myself what I said earlier about how the Genesis took more risk. The Genesis did take more risk. There was a lot more weird games on the Genesis. But again, from the aspect of storytelling, they were just trying to improve on what was already done, whereas uh, the Super Nintendo guys were absolutely making operas for the Super Nintendo. Um, the Castlevania games that came out for the Super Nintendo were uh, a lot deeper and a lot... Uh, just the, the music in Super Castlevania Four might be the best video game music of all time. Uh, but so that's, uh, 
anyway, uh, we'll, we'll be going over the fifth generation next, and that will be an argument between the Nintendo 64 and the Sony PlayStation. And uh, honestly, that one really boils down to all of these actually kind of boil down to what you owned with most people. No one's really willing to be objective with it, but uh, that's where I'm willing to go uh, for Donorama. I'm willing to be uh, objective with it. So uh, that's that. I think uh, my, my favorite was the Sega Genesis. Uh, and uh, let me end with this. I'll give you guys a couple games you should play on each system. Uh, for the Sega Genesis, check out Fantasy Star 4 Into the Millennium. Check out Beyond Oasis. Beyond Oasis is really cool. It was a Zelda clone, but it has an Arabian theme to it. And I am a sucker for anything that takes a genre of video game and subverts the uh, medieval Europe setting. I love it. I think that's just the cool, just the coolest thing in the world to just put it in a different setting. Uh, this is that was the main thing that drew me to Jade Empire when it came out was it was an RPG not set in a medieval Europe polytheistic setting. Uh, so uh, Beyond Oasis is absolutely cool. Uh, the challenge is very, very present in that game. I will warn you. Uh, Final uh, Fantasy Star Four into the Millennium, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two, and uh, Eternal Champions. That's kind of a weird fighting game there. And uh, for uh, Super Nintendo, Super Castlevania four. Absolutely classic. Uh, the challenge, very real in that one. Uh, Final Fantasy VI or three, if you're playing the uh, North America, the original North American version. Uh, everyone will gripe and gripe and gripe and gripe and gripe about the translation that was done on that. Lay off them. It was 1994, and video games are still marketed to children before anyone else. Give them a break. Uh, you got all the cussing you can handle in Final Fantasy VII, so I don't know what you're worried about. Um, and uh, another absolute classic for the Super Nintendo was uh, um, Mega Man X. Absolutely a uh, classic. Uh, Don and I did a, a really cool LP of that. Uh, that was about a year ago, wasn't it, Don? Yeah, right, yeah, right about a year ago. That was really fun. So, uh, guys, uh, tune in uh, tune in sometime later, and we'll discuss the fifth generation of video games, the Nintendo 64 versus the, play, the Sony PlayStation, because, of course, the Sega really didn't have a dog in that. The Sega uh, Saturn really didn't have a dog in that fight. Um, so, uh, like, share, subscribe again, uh, more importantly, I want to plug the May 31st episode of, uh, of, uh, Xenogears, the finale, uh, the thrilling conclusion to the Xenogears saga. You don't want to miss what happens at the end of, uh, Faye and Ellie's adventures. And, uh, we do want to give a, uh, give, give a, a hearty, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Shout, shout. I hate that term. Uh, we're, but Yes, we're giving a shout-out, bro. Uh, spring break, 1999, I guess. But uh, we, we do want to mention uh, Keegan, uh, our buddy in the Rally Networks, which we are a member of. Uh, Keegan does an excellent podcast known as uh, Framework of Tomorrow. I promise you that Keegan does not have a, a spring break, 1999 theme to his show. Uh, he discusses patterns, symbols, and uh, observations of the past and applies them to where we may go in the future based on those. Very interesting, very intellectual. You'll you'll really enjoy it if you listen to it. I enjoy it. It's one of the ones I enjoy the most listening to in the Rally Network. So, uh, guys, again, um, uh, 1,000 likes and 1,000 uh, <laughs> 1,000 downloads on uh, the May 31st episode of Xenogears. And I will uh, play one through three, or if you do both, I will play one through three of Xenosaga in cosplay. Thank you very much.